Hey friends, it's Eric here. Thanks for listening to the Building Us podcast. Hey, I want to invite you to follow me on my new show, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School, where I take a deeper dive into money and financial topics. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School. I hope to see you there. like to just acknowledge not all stress is equal there's good stress there's bad stress and some stress really does help us function more optimally the problem of stress is also the negative effect that it has on us physically psychologically and relationally that last week one of our previous shows, we talked about you need a vacation. You need a vacation. People need vacations, right? And one of the benefits of taking a vacation that we talked about was de-stressing, decompressing. You said studies show that you really can't decompress unless you have an eight-day vacation. That's right. You You need a length of time away from home. I've been stressing all week about mm. trying to figure out how to take an eight-week vacation, an eight-day an eight an eight vacation. No, but yeah. the, the reality is, come on, you even said it, in our culture, to take an eight-day vacation is, is kind of, I'm not going to say unrealistic, but it's not the, the norm. So there has to be better ways to deal with our stress because right now, in our, in our world, as we see it in our city, in our country, in the world, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that we're having to deal with that is stressful. Yeah, there's a lot of stress around us right now. I mean, we're in I mean, the like, middle of pandemic. A pandemic, yeah. right? We're, we're, we're concerned. Maybe we're concerned about getting sick ourselves, or we're um, concerned about unknowingly getting someone else sick. You know, um, this, this is just, this is just COVID stress. Yeah. But we're also looking at, uh, racial stress right now in our country. Uh, we see, um, heck we have a presidential election coming up, the polarization yeah. politics. Um, and, and that brings about all kinds of, of, of stressors. Uh, the, the fear of what happens if this person wins, what's going to happen to me, to my livelihood. If that person wins, what's going to happen? So that that yeah. raises a lot of. Uh, I, I got to imagine. Are you seeing a lot of this right now? Is this something that in that you're having conversations about, maybe with with clients or with students? Yeah. And so in addition to you mentioned health stress or or COVID stress, you mentioned the political landscape. You mentioned uh, uh, police violence against minorities and and this, the racial stress, the protesting right now. Um, people are also worried about their employment, jobs. The job market's not great. I mean, I heard yesterday somebody uh, lost their job and is having trouble finding a job. Um, it's July. Unemployment benefits are set to uh, expire. expire at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, so fi- people are really worried about finances. Um, school. Lots and lots of families are worried about what's going to happen with school uh, in the fall. And and even for the for the people out there who are doing well, meaning they have their job, they're working from home, um, 
things are okay for them. There's, there's the stress of the unknown of how this is going to unfold over the next several months, what the what the rest of 2020 is going to look like, what the beginning of 2021 is going to look like is stressful. Just unknown presents an additional stressor. So yeah, it's it's kind of as we as we like to say, piling up on people. It's not one we, stressor. We even have in the stock market, we have we even have a volatility index that basically mm. measures the level of stress in the markets, right? The the VIX. It's also called the fear index. So yeah. when when the VIX is high, there tends to be a lot more anxiety, a lot more unknown, uh, a lot more volatility in the markets, which that leads to to you know, what, what comes first, volatility in the market to stressing about your investments or stressing about your investments leads to, to volatility in the market. The point is that like, we, we even measure this. We even have a metric to yeah. measure this in the stock market. All kinds of risk out there that people are trying to compute and, we, and make, make decisions about. And I'm going to you know, be totally transparent here. Podcasting is a stressor. I mean, just I'm not an audio guy. And just trying to figure out sometimes to get this microphone work. I mean, you you're smiling. They can't see you smiling, right? But yeah. you're smiling because you can you can see the stress on my face. That I'm hoping that this microphone doesn't stop working middle recording because I've got some crazy power issue going on with with this microphone. I can't figure it out. It's yeah, stressful. you've been worried about your audio for weeks now, and my hair is falling out. It it it's driving you crazy. So we, lots of people are stressed about lots of things. What's crazy is. We're even stressed about our stress. Yeah. It's, it's so counterintuitive. Is it counterintuitive? We're stressed about our stress. I, what, what, what do you want to do about it? Well, I'm hoping that um, you're, the, you're the doctor. You're the, you're the therapist. I'm hoping that you can um, give our listeners a, uh, a therapy session here on, on stress. But before we do that. Why, why does it matter? Why do we need to address it? I mean, this sounds like an obvious question, but I think sometimes the obvious eludes us, but like, what are the, I don't think we stop long enough to think about the obvious sometimes. What are the problems with stress or what are the problems if we don't deal with mm -hmm. our stress? Mm -hmm. Well, first I'd like to just acknowledge that there, not all stress is equal. There's good stress. There's bad stress. Um, and some some stress really does help us function more optimally. The the problem of stress is also the negative effect that it has on us physically, uh, psychologically, and relationally. So um, stress does chronic stress does create a problem for the body. Our, the body holds stress, known as the allostatic load. It's the the wear and tear of stress on the body, and you know. Prolonged exposure to, to stress does negatively affect the body. I recently, uh, in May, went to my um, primary care doctor and had my uh, annual physical and, and blood work done. And when my blood work came back, he said, your cholesterol is a little higher than normal. And I said, oh, no, that's, you know, I, that's unusual for me. I tend to try to take care of myself. And he said, don't worry, everybody that I talk to's cholesterol is up right now. I said, what? He said, yeah, everybody that I've seen, all my patients, cholesterol's up. And I said, what, what's going on? He said, it's stress. It's hmm. just stre it's stress yeah. on the body right now. So part of the problem is the physical effect of stress on the body. Part of the problem is the psychological effect of stress on our, on our hearts and minds, if you will. Um, 
you know, prolonged exposure to chronic stress and even trauma certainly negative imp negatively impacts us. We're kind of always primed for fight or flight. We're always on high alert. We're never at rest. We're never at peace. Um, there's been studies about chronic stress in children, um, the adverse childhood uh, exposure to stress scales, um, have have demonstrated time and time again that stress does negatively affect us psychologically. It leads to a sense of burnout where people just feel emotionally exhausted. And when people feel bad physically, feel bad emotionally, are exhausted, they're they're much more likely to damage their relationships by being short and harsh and critical and lashing out at each other. And and so it it becomes stress becomes this cumulative cumulative negative uh, effect on our on our lives. And so it really is a problem. Again, not all stress is bad stress. There is good stress. Like you and I both go to the gym and we are stressing our bodies. Uh, we're putting our physical body through a harsh workout and sometimes we're sore afterwards. But we, we look at that differently because we know that that, that short-term exposure to good stress has a long-term positive effect both on our body and on our well-being. We feel better later. We might just not feel that great during. So good I, and I think, bad stress. I think we, regarding that stress, I think we make a conscious decision that uh, I would rather put my body through this stress and be sore for a week than not be able to move because my back hurts. I think that's uh, the reality of, of post-40. So um, we'll, we'll come back to that idea of how we think about stress really affects our experience of the stress. Yeah. You, um, you talked about burnout. You talked about the, the impact of, of stress on our physical bodies, the impact of stress on our, on our emotions. You talked about the impact on our relationships because we get, you know, when we're stressed, we become harsh, we become short. Um, but it also impacts our, our decision-making. We're not at our best. We're not as sharp as we normally are when we're, when we're experiencing a lot of stress. I know I see that often when, um, obviously I talk about money with clients on a regular basis and, and money oftentimes is a stressor for people. They're stressed out about, yeah. um, they're, they're stressed out about, do I have enough to, um, retire one day? Do I have enough to pay off my debt? Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of these stressors that, that they're dealing with their money and they can't make what sometimes seem like obvious decisions, and I'm not talking about like extreme cases. I think this is all of us. We're all at these. I even have a buddy of mine who's a financial advisor who I'll turn to and and help uh, ha ask him to help me think through some financial decisions because I know that I'm clouded sometimes. I'm not I'm not making the best decisions sometimes. So I'll lean on on him to help get some clarity on on certain financial decisions. And I think that's the val that one you know one of the the uh, if, if we don't deal with our stress if we 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 leave it unmitigated we start making poor decisions and poor decisions can lead to poorer decisions yeah and and poorer decisions lead to to bad consequences yeah for sure and kind of going back to this idea that not all stressors are the same or not all stress affects every person the same there's an old uh theory in the, the counseling world, uh, known as the ABCX model for, for family stress. It was developed by a, a 
a researcher named Reuben Hill, and it's been updated over the years many, many times to be broader and, and, and more nuanced. But the old ABCX model said that stress is the A in the equation, and, and the stressor is something that most of us have very little control, direct control over. Like um, our exposure to COVID right now, we have some control over, but not, not a ton. So the A is something we have very little control over. The, the end of the equation, the X, is the resulting level of stress that we experience. And you could scale this between 1 and 10, for instance. And so some stressors might lead to a, a, a resulting level of stress of 4 in some families. And some stressor, the same stressor, the same stressor might lead to a 10 in some other families. So what's in between A and X that can affect the resulting level of stress. Well, Reuben Hill's model um, postulated that B and C, the, the family's resources that they have to deal with the stress, and their C, their perceptions of the stress, really do mitigate the resulting level of stress. So more resourced families are more capable, typically, to deal with stressors. But also this, this idea about perception, the meaning the family makes about the stressor, their appraisal of the stressor, their understanding of the stressor, their ability to absorb psychologically the stressor really does affect their ability to deal with it also. Um, and so that, I think that is a helpful framework as we're trying to help people deal with stress we have very little direct control over A, and we have very little direct control over X, but what we can help people do is add more tools to their arsenal, add more resources to help them so deal with stressors. You, let me pause you really quick. Could you maybe dive a little bit deeper on the issue of resources? When you say resources, my, my mind immediately goes to uh, money or or wealth, financial resources. But mm -hmm. as you talk, I'm thinking, well, it's probably not just financial resources. It could be like support resources, like like you know, um, is that part of the model? Like, what what level yeah. of support do I have by other family members? Emotional resources. Yeah, well, I would think of it as um, internal and external resources, things that I have at my disposal already. Internal resources and external resources, things I can go out and get. Um, so, for instance, if we're talking about money, um, you were talking about money being a stressor for some families. Well, one of the one resource that some people have more of than others is skills in managing money, budgeting, um, knowing how to read a bank statement, knowing how to um, uh, appraise like how, how much, what is my interest rate and is it a good interest rate? So they have more just kind of financial acumen and that becomes a resource in and of itself. They have more mm -hmm. financial skills and that's a resource. Now, um, very wealthy people who have a ton of money might not have those skill, those same skills. And so they're, they're at a deficit, but what they can do is they can go out to somebody like yourself and learn those skills or they could pay somebody to provide that service for them. Mm -hmm. Those are resources. Um, so resources so, so, include also that, that experience, the, 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 the knowledge to be able to, to manage it. Yeah. It, um, just being a, the fact that you've done it before then becomes a resource. 
Um, the perception, though, the, another part of the equation, the C, perceptions, is, is this belief of, I can do this. I've done this before. I got through this before. Um, I can handle this. Those kind of psychological perceptions about the stressor are so important for dealing with the stressor, living through the stressor. So that's the, uh, uh, that's the, we go to the gym and do these crazy workouts that we know we're going to be sore for a few days because we know that our perception is that this is actually going to make us healthier. This stress is actually good for us. It's going to, it's going to improve. Yes. Um, so it we're, sounds we're go, we're walking into the gym kind of with a, uh, you know, a smile on our face cause we think this is good, <laughs> but other people aren't getting close to the gym. They're in their bed cause they think it's bad. I don't want to do that. It's going to hurt. It's not going to feel good. I'm not going to like it. It does. But sometimes, sometimes out of pain and, and out of suffering, good things, good things come out of it. Right. That's right. Which interestingly enough, um, makes me think of this idea of um the kind of almost like our our that that c that perception that you're talking about it makes me think of this idea of of an attitude almost like i don't know like mr miyagi like mind over matter it's how we approach something and i came across uh, a couple articles this week in reading and um uh, one of them's from the new york times and there's a study that they cite says that 30,000 americans who had the highest level of stress were about 43% more likely to die only if they also believed that stress was bad for their health. And then to contrast that, those who experienced high stress but, but didn't view it as harmful were less likely to die compared to any other group in the study. Including Even people who are very... What's that? Even those with lower levels of stress. Yes. Yeah. So it's interesting. So per perception is so powerful in living well through stressful experiences. Yeah, we, we've acknowledged that we can't get away from it. We've, we've acknowledged that it's, it's, it's kind of here to stay, right? It's part of the human experience. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, any type of growth that we experience as humans by, by nature, or, or it is stressful, right? Getting your PhD was stressful. You know, getting my CFP designation, Certified Financial Planner designation, was was stressful. A lot of yeah. long nights studying, but our perception, we know that it's healthy for us. So I think that as we kind of move into this idea of how do we deal with it now, we we acknowledge that it's there. Like what are what are what are solutions um, to to coping with it? I guess, um, and and that's what I want to spend the rest of this this episode talking about. And spe specifically, the the effect of um, the effect of perception or attitude in dealing with stress. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, in this article, uh, it's titled "In Stressful Times: Make Stress Work for You." Um, Carrie Lebowitz and Aaliyah Crum uh, they talk about their experience working with Navy SEALs and college students in business leaders to help them, I guess, harness the benefits of stress mm. and minimize the negative, uh, harmful impacts of it. And the first thing that they say in dealing with stress is to acknowledge your stress, almost to, to, to name it. I think oftentimes we try to uh, avoid 
the stressor, avoid the problem, ignore it. And as a result of trying to ignore it, we almost become hyper-focused on it. can't get away from it. Yeah, and I would even say prior to that, acknowledging the stress, just acknowledge that your mind is already thinking about the stress and that and that you already have developed a stress mindset and and the mindset like they talk about is either one in which you view stress as enhancing or one in which you view stress as debilitating and you know we're living through a time of very very complex stressors and multifaceted stressors so our mind is not unilaterally on one in one position or the other it's we're we're probably you know thinking debilitating thoughts about some of the stressors and enhancing thoughts about some of the other stressors but just acknowledging that you already have a stress mindset going into all of this and so then when we acknowledge the stress what we're doing is we're we're ripping ourselves out of the 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 mirage of denial that this isn't happening to us. We're ripping ourselves out of that and into this place of, it is happening right around me. I need to open my eyes and, and acknowledge it. The first step to solving your problem is acknowledging that you have a problem. Just, just like when I went to the doctor and they did a blood, they did blood tests and they said, your cholesterol is a little bit up. I, I had to then acknowledge, wow, I have probably been under more stress than I was aware of. Yeah, I had a I had a similar similar story to that last year where um, I was just feeling, ah, you know, you sometimes you lie in bed and and, and you just kind of can feel you you don't feel right, right? You can almost like feel your your heart beating that you normally don't feel it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm 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 40 now and I'm starting to have all these questions about health and um, you know you 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 talk about resources right there is the stressor. I had a good friend of mine. Passed away very young from uh, from heart complications. Uh, it's something that that is in my family, so I'm starting to feel something, and I'm starting to get stressed. You mm-hmm. go to the doctor, and you, you, they did all the all the fancy tests, and they came back and said, "Oh, you're just fine. Um, yeah. Everything's good." And like, why was I feeling that way? Right. So there's nothing here. I guess it could have been. It could have been denying the fact that I'm feeling that way, but I'm like, let me. There's this stressor, and if I don't deal with it, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be problematic. And then dealing yeah. with it, move on, right? So yeah, that, it, acknowledging it was far more effective for you in dealing with it than just continuing to lie in bed and fill it. So, like, acknowledge the fact that we're living in a pandemic that's hyper contagious that people can get sick and that there's some who are more vulnerable to it and, and we're around them on a regular basis and, and it's stressful because we don't want to be the cause of causing someone else pain and that's stressful. That's, that's all part of it for sure. And I think another part of it is just not knowing how it's going to end up. We, we, you know, we've had lots of prognostications over the last few months and uh, differing opinions, and not knowing who knows what's going on. So that, yeah, that adds to the stress. So acknowledging it is the first step. So like the whole, um, you know, get over it. Just you know, move on from it. Like you mm-hmm. know, uh, 
suck it up. That's not a good, uh, uh, that's almost like ignoring it. That's not acknowledge. That's not accepting it. That's not accepting the fact that, hey, this is a problem. Yeah, right. And then. That's a, that's a different kind of denial in most yeah. cases. And interesting though, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm no scientist by no means, but typically if we're stressed about something, there's, there's good reason why we're stressed about it. It's not always on, it's not always out of the, I mean, there's always a, a good reason why we're stressed about it, right? We're stressed about getting sick. Why? Because health might be important to us. Yeah. We're, we're stressed about, um, our debt. Why? Because we recognize that there's something not good about being in debt. Uh, we're stressed about having enough money for retirement. Why? Because one day I won't be able to work and I need yeah. money to support myself. So typically stress is coming from some some point of, of legitimacy, if I can say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's an indicator that this is something, it, that what you're feeling is connected to a deeper value for you. And understanding that value is... Um, super valuable, right? It, it, it doesn't, it's not, you don't, you don't feel crazy anymore yeah. about having this stress. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a, a report about vaccine development for COVID-19 and how uh, this reporting was showing that a large national survey was revealing that about 50% of those surveyed would be hesitant to take a vaccine for COVID. And so uh, that means 50% of the people surveyed are stressed about COVID vaccines. And so what value does that connect with for them? They're probably wanting to stay healthy, wanting to stay safe, wanting to um, maybe, I don't know what, what it is, but whatever that stresses they're feeling connects to a deeper value. And the value is sometimes related to the behaviors we engage in to deal with the stress and sometimes not. Mm -hmm. So after we acknowledge our stress, the next thing to do is owning our stress by connecting it to our value. What is it that we're really valuing in this situation? Is it keeping my family safe? Is it keeping myself safe? Is it keeping loved ones that I deeply care about safe? What is the value? Yeah, because oftentimes when we connect that stress to the value, I think sometimes we find out that, wait a minute, me the way I'm dealing with it is almost counterproductive to the actual value itself. Right? Right. The, way, the behaviors that I'm engaging in to deal with the stress are often counterproductive to the value I hold. So I'll pick something from my world. I am worried about money. I'm stressed about it. And the way I deal with stress is to go on Amazon and just buy stuff that I don't need. Right. Spend to feel better. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm worried about being healthy and staying healthy. And my way of dealing with it is to overeat which right. just leads to me feeling less healthy. Right. So you're, you're acknowledging the stress, um, and, but the value that you hold is not directly connected to the behaviors that you're engaging in to deal with the stress. 
yeah, and do. are and are in fact counterproductive to dealing with the to uh, to dealing with the stress. Yeah, in in, in planning, and I always say that what are we planning for? What what's the what's the particularly in budgeting? You know, the the goal of budgeting isn't to budget. The goal of budgeting is to help you reach a very specific goal that you value. So when you sit down and and work on a budget, the goal isn't that budget, but the goal is to remind yourself, I'm doing this because I want to retire early. I want to save for a vacation, an eight-day vacation, so I can reduce my stress. It's it's connecting the the reason that that value, uh, that core value, if you will, yeah, to um, to dealing with with that stressor. So. So now we we've connected, uh, we've connected our stress to that reason. Then what? what what's next? Well, I want to one one other thing about that connecting the stress to the value in that article that you're citing. I love the 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 sentence that they use that we should all answer, which is mm-hmm. uh, to try to fill in the blank. I'm stressed about blank. I'm stressed about blank because I deeply care about blank so let's let's, let's do this let's put it and a lot of people are worried about covid right now i'm stressed about my kid going back to school because i deeply care about my kid's safety my kid's health or because and sometimes i even think it's sometimes even further than that because maybe you accept the fact that kids are more resilient but i'm worried about my kid going back to school because i deeply care about my 75 year old grandmother or my 75 year old parents concerned about my kid being exposed to a a contagion that they bring home to a a more um, a less resilient family member yeah but that that still doesn't solve the problem that just that just says why we're stressed that just almost Mm -hmm. to me it almost gives us reason to to it it almost validates our stress to a certain degree Mm -hmm. It hasn't really solved the problem of stress or, or has it the fact that we've acknowledged it and that we're connecting it that in of itself. Yeah. I mean that, that goes a long way again, kind of going back to the ABCX model, there's very little directly we can do about a, the stressor. So um, what we can do is increase our resources and change our perceptions. And so what would the exercise that we're going through is linking our stress and stress behaviors to our values and that, that really helps us clarify what it is we're feeling. And if we can clarify what we feel, we're much better able to choose behaviors that are productive and adaptive rather than unproductive and maladaptive behaviors. So that's step three is if we've acknowledged it, we, we, we're owning it, we're connecting it to that core value. And then we want to try to find those behaviors that will help us cope with it, that align more with that, that why, that core value of, of the right. reason why we're stressing out. That's right. I mean, we, we still will probably feel the need to do something and we, we will engage in behaviors to try to deal with the stressor, but now we're much more aware of why we're feeling what we're feeling and can choose behaviors that align with our values and are much more productive. Yeah. So like if they, I'm, if I'm feeling physically crappy and unhealthy, you know, grabbing a beer and some potato chips, which I love, is not probably, it's probably not going to help me feel better physically. 
but going for a 20 minute walk, 30 minute walk might feel, might help me feel better. Yeah. Or grabbing a beer and potato chips and hanging out with a friend to help you talk through something might be, uh, uh, hanging out with a friend with whom I'm going to laugh and, um, enjoy their company and enjoy the fellowship that, that might be more productive than just doing it, you know, chips and beer on my own. Yeah. We, we've had a couple of those, uh, a couple of those, uh, of those, uh, hangouts. I'll call you up. Hey man, I need to talk to you about, I'm stressed out about something. We'll go catch a, a soccer game, grab a beer yeah. and, and I'll say, this is what I'm stressed about. And, uh, and it's, it's great. You know, it's great to be friends with a, um, with a therapist. Yeah. And you know, back to the ABCX model and resources, part, part of our resource is our social network. Yeah. And so having a, having friends that you love and enjoy that help you laugh and help you, uh, cry at the right times and help you get through difficult things, um, who also have professional skills that you can lean upon as needed. Um, that's part of each of our resource network. Yeah. And I think that's, um, I think that's key, and this kind of goes back to this whole idea of relationships and the value of relationships mm. is in of ourselves, like on our own, we have a very difficult time functioning and processing certain things. We get in our own way, right? Like I'm a, I'm a financial advisor. I've been in this industry for a long time. I've got my certified financial planner designation, but I still need sometimes the clarity of someone who's not in my situation to kind of keep me in check from time to time. Yeah. We need, we need each other. Absolutely. And COVID has been, you know, part of the COVID stressor is it has been isolating, particularly for certain members of the community um, who need to isolate more. And so we need each other. We're a resource for each other, but we can't access that resource that compounds the stress that we're feeling in many cases. Yeah. Um, there's something you said a long time ago that has impacted actually the way I do financial planning. And as we're talking through this idea of, of learning to deal with stress, this actually reminds me of it. I mean, this, this is it precisely. You said that the process of counseling is as important, if not more so, than the actual counsel itself. Mm. So the process of understanding what the problem is. Mm-hmm is as important as the solution itself. You know, for me, yeah. the the financial planning, having the conversations about what we're trying to accomplish in someone's financial life is more important than the actual plan itself. It's understanding why I'm not where I want to be and what I need to do to get there as is as important as black and white words on a piece of paper. And it just seems like as we're dealing with stress, having this conversation, you know, I, I said, well, so now we know what our stress is and We've connected it to the core value, but it's still there, right? But we're, we're processing it, and that could lead to that solution. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can try this on you if you like right now. I mean, you acknowledged, oh, okay. you acknowledged your stress this about dangerous. your audio equipment. Yeah. And so owning the stress, I deeply care about... Uh, I deeply care about, I'm stressed about the audio because I deeply care about high quality podcast audio. And, and you care about high quality podcast audio because you care about, what, what else do you do? I care about care every about? single one of you listening to this right now that you hear this in a perfectly clear, crisp uh, voice. Okay. 
So you you care about people's experience of the audio quality of the podcast. That's right. You really care about other people in this case. We're getting personal here. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so what? Um, so then behaviorally. What, what, what are some more productive behaviors that you can engage in? I, I know, you know, I've seen you, you get on the podcast or before we, before we start recording, you sometimes will so I think, I think, be hold frustrated. On, time out. I think we need some, I think we need some backstory here real, real quick, real quick. So I've got this, I've got this fancy microphone. It's, it's a USB powered microphone and it's got this interface that it connects to my computer. And what I'm learning is there's some power issue going on powering the mic with my mm. laptop and docking station. I can't figure it out. And every time I think I've solved the problem, the mic will cut out. Except this show, where we're actually, I think I might have solved the problem. We're doing great. So yeah, my, 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 my stress is, is, is visibly kind of reducing. You can feel it. That's fantastic. You could, you could also jump on a phone call with uh, an audio expert and and see if they can troubleshoot it a little bit. It sounds like just that's where I well that's I yeah that's kind of that was a that was a stressor in of itself. But uh, no, actually that's where the problem was. That's where we solved. That's why I solved the problem. Or um, kind of in some detective work, figured it out that that was a it was a power issue. It was in a it was in a group a Facebook group with this particular hardware with the, the Focusrite um, hardware folks. So it was re it goes back to your idea of resources. It's it's having the resources to troubleshoot and to figure out. I know we're yeah. talking about audio and, and kind of flippantly talking about stress, but like it was le it's a legitimate stressor for me. It's a stressor. Yeah. And so going back and, and kind of wrapping up with this idea about the stress mindset, I want to just mention a couple of, a couple of tried and true thoughts, cognitions that people engage in that are debilitating. So, so stress debilitating mindset thoughts are, are things like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. This shouldn't be happening. This is unfair. It's too hard. It's too hard. I can't do this. This shouldn't be happening. This is unfair. Those are kind of categorically the most common stress debilitating or debilitating thoughts. So if you, if you contrast that with uh, a mindset that is, is or, or thoughts that are more productive and helpful, we think about things like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I got this. I can make it through this. Um, we, we can get through this together. We'll figure this out. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have I know someone who can help me with this or what a challenge I look forward to the challenge I don't know if I can do it but I'd like to try you know, I remember one day you sent me a um a workout to try to do 150 burpees and like time it so and when I first saw that I thought oh my goodness that's stupid I I should never you hear that language I'm using yeah. Stupid, I should never, I can't do that. That's all debilitating yeah. perception. But when I started to think about, you know, if I break that into like groups of 10 and just do 15 sets. Well, small maybe victories. Take, maybe take 20 seconds off yeah. during each set. I could, I could 
I could like work my way through that eventually. Yeah. And I did. I can, when I, when I switch my mindset to, I can probably do that if I think about it the right way. I was able to do it. Yeah. That's why I don't, uh, that's why I don't read the workouts the night before because I stress all night about them. Yeah. Um, but atti- attitude is so is, is so impactful yeah. for how we experience stress. And it kind of as as we're as we're coming to a close here, like really, what's the alternative? Like we've already acknowledged the fact that stressors exist. Mm-hmm. We we don't we don't create. I mean, sometimes we create our own issues, we create our own problems. But we mm-hmm. a lot of the stressors that are going on right now they exist in the world. We can't avoid them. We have to deal with them. I mean, what's the alternative? There is no alternative other than to healthily yeah. try to deal with them, right? In, in the article, kind of one of the closing statements that they say um, is they say, trying to utilize our stress during this scary time might sound overly optimistic or even unfeasible, but consider the alternative. Failing to embrace our stress only creates more stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, we're we're surrounded by stress right now all the time everywhere we go we can't avoid it so we have to deal with it in a more healthy way yeah and i just encourage people that um you know kind of as they go through this and acknowledge their stress and own their stress um is lean into lean into there's a reason why professionals exist right whether it's trying to fix a leaky toilet Right on your own when you don't have the skill set, lean into a professional to do that. Or whether it's stressing about money, lean into a professional to do that. Or stressing about stress and not trying to figure things out in relationships, lean into a professional. Professionals exist for this very reason. Those are some of those resources to help us manage that stress, that everyday stress in our life. And that's a good use of money. It's a good use of money. Is to alleviate some of your own stress by paying a professional to to tackle that problem for you. My dad always said, "Pay someone to do what they went to school for, son. Don't try Amen. to do it on your own." Right? Don't when I try to do it, it on my own, it never works out well. <laughs> right. <laughs> this has been great. Yeah. So um, cool. Any? You have any closing words, Matt? Before we uh, we shut this thing down, before my mic stops working. I, I like what you were saying there about how stress is inevitable. Um, you can you can accept that and work through it um, to your benefit, or you can try to avoid or deny um, at your detriment. So we're we're better off as a community to say this is what we're living through. How are we going to deal with it in the most productive way? Yep. So name it, own it, and then use it to grow. Invest in your relationships. Dr. Matt Morris maintains an active private practice for couples and families in the greater New Orleans area. To learn more about his work, visit drmattmorris.com. Eric Garcia can be found online at plan-wisely.com. His branch office is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. The branch phone number is 504-218-5479. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance services offered through Garcia Financial Group, LLC. Entities listed are not affiliated.